Beyond Sin 369. You're listening to Beyond Synth Radio. And so am I, because it's awesome. Coming up, Marco and Andy bring you the best music from the synthwave scene. The Marco and Andy Power Hour is up next. It's the Marco and Andy Power Hour. With Andy Last. <laughs> I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> and Marco Marek. I'd send you some bloody chocolate, but the last time I did that, it melted in the mail. We're very organized on Beyond Synth, by the way, if you haven't already noticed. <laughs> Hey, I downloaded all your songs. I got them in the playlist. Get out. Yeah, man. All right, so you are. Well, I sent them late this time, too, so I'm very impressed. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'm an impressive guy. You want to do the intro? Why do I always have to do it? Why? <laughs> this is like the thing now. It's like my job or something. I hate Well, because your, your um, name is first. That's like, you know. It's, that's your excuse every time. Yeah. What is this? Is This isn't a power. Is it a power hour? Yeah, that's <laughs> Well, we usually, I don't know. I mean, we're doing like a patron episode, aren't we? With Brandon. Well, but it, it's still, there's still power hours. It's like power hours right. with a guest. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Marco and Andy's Power Hour. And uh, we're joined by a very special guest this time. That is correct. So, of course, I'm Andy. I'm the Andy part of the Power Hour, and the Australian voice is Marco. And today, uh, we are joined by awesome patron extraordinaire, Brandon Decker. How's it going, man? It's going all right, Andy. How about yourself? I'm okay. Is that your real name? It is. Did you like that trailer I made before? I did. It was great. I don't know why I gave you a British accent, but whatever. That's... Hey, I'll take it. Makes me sound fancy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll play it again today because I, I haven't made any new trailers lately, so I'll, uh, I'll start recycling them now. See if the audience likes that. And yeah, maybe they won't notice. Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't. I get sometimes the impression that people don't pay too close attention to this show. So I'll see how much I can get by them. We just like recycling old shit. And at some point, I'll just be all recycled. You won't have to do any work anymore. Great. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm gonna feed my voice into the fucking AI like a digital voice that sounds like me, and then all the guests will be all AI generated music. It's gonna be an awesome show. <laughs> I'm looking forward to. It. Maybe you can and AI generate me too. Yeah, man. I should. <laughs> no, <laughs> maybe you shouldn't. What do you mean? Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like lately, whenever we end up talking about AI on the show, because I just put out that episode with Holland, and like whenever I talk about it, I'm very excited because I like the organization aspects of like chat GPT and stuff. Like, I think it's really cool. Mm-hmm. But I also, there's a lot of problems as well, too. I think maybe on the show, I come across as being like maybe too positive about it, but that's just because I'm excited about the positive things and I'm not putting too much focus on like the horrible negative aspects. Like Terminator 1 and 2? Yeah. And stuff like that, right? Lately, I've been trying to use it a bit more to help me organize like an actual secretary. And so I did that uh, with you, Marco. Like you, you told me your available days because I always forget, right? So like every two mm-hmm. weeks, I ask you your available dates again and you already told me. And uh, now I just tell it to the AI and it remembers and I'm like, oh, and this guest is in this time zone and this is Marco's free day and this is what the guest said in their email and then it's like, oh, well, according to this, these would be some good potential dates and this would be their time zones. I'm like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah, that's pretty cool that you can do that sort of thing. Yeah. 
You don't need a secretary anymore. Exactly. Yeah, well, I never had one. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I could tell. (laughs) (laughs) Well, look, before we uh, get too carried away here, uh, Brandon, of course, you're a uh, cool uh, patron extraordinaire of the show. So maybe we should uh, get to know you for like a minute before we play a song. So what, do, what does the audience need to know about Brandon Decker? Oh, I'm very boring. I'm what you would call the man. I'm a manager from day to day, but I work for a restoration company that cleans up like disaster relief stuff. What? Hmm. What do you mean? So like, say your house burns down or you have a flood inside your house. We clean that up. Or we go to, like, hurricanes and clean up for those kinds of things. Like major jobs? Or, like, are you going individual houses and working for the actual people in the house? Or are you, like, hired by, like, the the township? Usually the individuals. We work with insurance companies for larger businesses, corporations, that sort of thing. So what does that mean? Like, repainting and pulling out that drywall that has all the fucking black shit on it? Yep. That. uh, Cleaning up any water. Drying it out. Repairing it if need be. We do everything from the ground up. Do you also deal with, like, sometimes you get, like, you know, bad chemicals and stuff, toxic stuff sometimes, too? Do you guys handle that? We don't get into the chemicals so much. That's more like the EPA and that sort of thing. Oh, we I see. We use chemicals in our own work for, mm-hmm. like, the cleaning purposes, but we don't clean them up ourselves. Right. Did the people who, like, work at your company, do they have to wear, like, masks and stuff? Because all the mold and goo that's down there? Oh, yeah, full-on respirator. Mold and goo. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it gets pretty slimy sometimes. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah, they'll go in with full-on masks and respirators. They'll wear the big white suits that you see. And you don't do any of this, though. You like you work, or do you go on site as manager, or are you like an office guy? I'm an office guy now. I used to go on site, but I got people for that these days. <laughs> Did you wear the costume? Oh yeah, yeah. He's a manager now. <laughs> big shot. This is, wait, so okay, so how many how many years did you have to actually wear the suit before you got to elevated to office guy? I was doing that for probably four or five years. That's pretty quick to like make that uh, ascension to manager. Are you just very good? Are you good at your job? That's what they tell me. Who's they? The government? <laughs> yeah, it could be. <laughs> Seems like it some days. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. All right, <laughs> listen. We'll talk more about uh, more about restoration, but first we got to listen to some music. How about Marco? Do you want to go first today? I've got a new track here from uh, FM Attack. Uh, I'm really liking this one. I've had it on repeat for probably the last week, so I really love the the dark. I guess you call new wave sort of vibe to it. It's out. Uh, it's just a single. It's out on his Bandcamp page, and the track is called Strange Ways.
Well, that was FM Attack. And the track Strange Ways, FM Attack, is a cool guy, and uh, it's always nice hearing new songs from him. One of these days, Marco, we should put together a list, because like I have songs, too, where I will just listen on repeat, mm. and it would be fun one of these days to just put together a playlist of those tracks. Yeah, for sure, like your favorites and that, and then quite often those ones are like, I'll have it on repeat for like two fucking weeks, and it'll be the point where, you know, I just, I can't hear it anymore for a while. And then, like, six months later, but oh, yeah, yeah, you know, and then I'll f- it'll be back on my playlist again, you know, kind of this. <laughs> the point is, we're having a good day. We haven't done a power hour in a while. Uh, Marco was busy taking up extra shifts at the chocolate factory. That's correct. How's that been going? Uh, it's been pretty busy. Uh, not bad, not bad. Just, yeah, a lot of work, a lot of hours, but uh, it's okay. It's got air conditioning, and, you know, if you ever get hungry, well, you never go hungry, really. There's always chocolate around, so... <laughs> <laughs> Do you see vats of, of just liquid chocolate? Yes, yes. They don't have open containers of liquid chocolate, do they? No, but you can open it up and have a look. I mean, they've got lids to it, so sometimes there's something going wrong. The stirrer's not working, so you have to, you know, have a look. But yeah, it's very appealing. I know, sometimes I just want a hot cup of fucking chocolate, you know? But it's very rich, and it's very warm. Does it smell good in the factory, or does it smell weird in there? It does smell good. We also cook our own caramel as well. We make, like, you know fry it up or whatever you call it but that has a very strong aroma and uh it's funny because when i first started working there like the first couple of weeks it was really strong it was like whoa you know and it smells good though but then after like two weeks you just get used to it you don't even really notice it anymore it's weird like even when i come in after i've had a few days off i don't really notice it there's certain factories that make food i like but the factory themselves gives off like a burnt like we, you know, we had a few factories around where I went to college, and I think they were like cereal factories, like Kellogg's or one of those. Mm-hmm. And it just it smelled like burnt toast. That's weird. Like that's kind of the the smell that the factory emitted. You know? Yeah. We'll see. Our factory doesn't make the chocolate. We get it where tankers come in and we fill up our tanks mm. with cho- with liquid chocolate, and then we use that. But it's a caramel that we we cook ourselves, so that's the one that really gives off the smell. We actually have a caramel kitchen. And you can see it blowing out the top of the chimney, you know, every day. And uh, that that has a strong aroma for sure. Terminator 2 would have had a much different climax if they went to a chocolate factory instead of that liquid metal factory. (laughs) Oh, for sure. (laughs) So, uh, listen, Brandon, what do you think about all this chocolate? (laughs) It's making me hungry. Do you like chocolate? I do doesn't uh, sit so well with me these days but oh man that's the same thing that fucking happens to me and it sucks because i like gummy bears and stuff mm-hmm. and i don't think i can really eat them anymore because if i have more than like three or four i will get like a stomach cramp it's just it's done i think it's like just like that food is done for me yeah once i hit 30 that was the end of the sweets it's a shame. We were going to have some relatives over, but they didn't come. But there's this place near me that makes these, like, charcuterie things where you just got, like, a box of, like, a whole bunch of, like, different cheeses and crackers and meats and stuff. And it's all, like, arranged in a very fancy thing. And uh, I was picking away at it. It's, like, two days now, and I've just been... I was picking away at it all day today, and then I uh, then I got a really bad stomach cramp. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck, and it's okay now, though. <laughs> That's a great story. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's my new thing. As long as I just say that's a great story at the end of saying something shitty that like <laughs> the audience will remember it as being a great story. Was a great story, Andy. Thank you. <laughs> I'd, say, I'd send you some bloody chocolate, but the last time I did that, it melted in the mail. I'll probably end up getting fucking dinged for some stupid duty fee. Probably.
probably, yeah. You think you're doing something nice when you send somebody a gift to a different country and then you, like, fucking leave them with, like, a $40 fucking thing? Well, especially if you send it to Europe. Bloody hell. Yeah, it sucks. Is that VAT tax or whatever they call it? It sucks because um, I know someone who works for an electronics company mm-hmm. and they can get a really good deal on, like, hard drives. Like those those really fast ones, and I'm like, oh, that'd be awesome. But then I was just like, it's not even going to be worth it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to fucking pay like some stupid duty fee, and then there's going to be the postage, and then by the end of it, I might as well just fucking buy the thing here. Yeah, exactly. Wait, how do you feel about duty, Brandon? I uh, don't know much about it. So, do you guys get charged an additional fee for shipping? Because you know, like if you go and you you cross the border to buy stuff, yeah, and then you want to take it back, and then sometimes they'll like charge you duty fees on what you bought. Okay. If all of a sudden in the states, Playstations only cost like two hundred bucks, and you sent me one because it was like a good deal, yeah, then I would end up having to pay an extra like fucking fifty bucks or a hundred bucks on the thing, like just in duty fees. Just ridiculous. It is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think they have that in the U.S. I think it's a Canadian thing. But I know Europe, like, I had a friend that fucking, he wanted some, he, a He-Man board game or something like that, right? And it was worth a few hundred dollars, but he sent it to my address because they wouldn't post it to Europe, right? So he sent it to me and then I posted it to him, but I put it down as a gift. And they ask you what it's worth, right? So I put like $300. I was honest. But I, I wrote specifically, this is a gift. And he still had to pay tax on it when, when it got to him. He said it wasn't that bad, but it was still like, I can't remember what he said, $50 or something? It's just to do with once things become international. So it's like, yeah, of course, if you mail stuff within Canada, there's no duty. And the same with the states, right? right? You can send stuff to whatever the states. But the second it fucking crosses a border, there's just like, just another excuse, man, for the government to fucking take more of my dollars, you know? Yeah. You know, I'm always talking about that. Look, before we uh, get carried away here, we got to listen to some more music. I would like to listen to this one from Droid Bishop, which I could have actually played several weeks ago, and it could have been a debut, but we haven't done any power hours. I've just done like three weeks of uh, guest interviews, because James sent this to me. He said, hey, dude, I have a new single coming out July 12th, and wanted to send it to you now in hopes that you would give it a spin, beforehand or after. So it's going to be after. And then he reminded me that he's... (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> also, I'm playing in Portland July the 8th, so if you want to nice drop work, it into Andy. one of your... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, look, that may have come and gone, but this song is cool, so check it out. This is Droid Bishop with The Ghost and the Highway.
And that was The Ghost and the Highway by Droid Bishop. And I'm here right now on the uh, Marco and Andy Power Hour with Marco and special guest Brandon, who works for a restoration company and uh, helps fix up people's houses. Is there ever a point where, like, a house is just fucked? Like, you go in there to restore it, and it's like, actually, like, the fucking beams are going to collapse and this house is done? Like, does that ever happen? Yeah, we've had that happen before, and um, usually it just goes down to the foundation and starts from scratch. A lot of times, though, the property owner will just take the money and run. They won't actually build it back up. Then what happens? They pay us for cleanup of debris and stuff, and that's about it. We don't get a whole lot. So is there, like, different teams? Like, is there the people who have, like, the costumes, but then there's also, like, a team of, like, sweepers with, like, just buckets and stuff, just shoveling stuff in? Typically, the people with the suits and stuff are the same people that go in with the buckets and clean up afterwards. The only separate divisions are the ones that build it versus the ones that clean it up. In the case of if, like, a tornado sort of rips through a town and there's, like, a whole bunch of places that are fucked up, like, is there, like, multiple companies like yours that come in and you, like, fight with each other? Is there, like, a bidding war of like and or is your company big enough that you can handle like we can do a whole city block like all by ourselves we typically partner the company i work for is like a nationwide franchise type system so we kind of partner with other franchises in the area to take on the city block or even more mm. but we do also fight with other companies to get better projects and that sort of thing that's what i'd like to see is like your guys in the costumes versus like the other guys in the costumes and it'll be like a mortal Kombat style thing that would be very hilarious speaking of which have you guys watched any of the fucking trailers for the new mortal Kombat game no i haven't actually i haven't either is it good i'm gonna be honest i'm not sure how i feel about it right now <laughs> that's not good then well no everyone seems excited about it but sometimes i feel like i'm not the typical Mortal Kombat fan. Like, one thing I'll notice is whenever I watch Mortal Kombat videos on YouTube, all the comments seem to be in Spanish, which is one <laughs> thing I've noticed. <laughs> you know, I, I love the old games, obviously, and there's something about the aesthetic of the old games I like, but then sometimes people get really excited about, like, the newer ones, and they're they're more into the lore of, like, the new games and the new characters, and I'm just not... Like, to me, I just like the classics, and I like them to look the way that they looked in the classic games. Yeah, me too. Because the new one's called Mortal Kombat 1, because they reset the timeline. Oh, Jesus. Did you play the story of the last one? No, I didn't at all, actually. I only played it a little bit, like multiplayer, but I didn't do any story whatsoever. Okay, so you remember the whole premise was it became like a multiverse thing where there's this character called Kronika, which was like that lady, like this bald lady, and she like manipulated time, and so in the game the characters in the game went back in time and you could like be like new scorpion fighting young scorpion or whatever remember like the whole the timeline was all whacked out and at the very end of that game spoiler alert Liu Kang ends up defeating her and then resets time basically and then he becomes basically the raiden of this new earth let's see so like now Liu Kang is the god of fire i think and he's like he's basically the raiden and so they've used that as an opportunity to basically change everybody's story. Mm -hmm. So, like, now Scorpion and Sub-Zero are friends. What? Right now, my issue is I'm not too keen on the aesthetic of the game. All the ninjas are there, but they don't have cowls. They just have, like, hair. I don't quite like Johnny Cage's face. But what everyone's excited about is they have this, um... What are those Marvel games where you play as one character, but you have, like, other characters that sort of fly in for, like, one move? Yeah, I always like those. Yeah, was it Marvel Superhero? I, I, I'm not sure. And I did the crossover ones as well. And, and yeah, I like that. How you yeah. kind of just... Mid-combo, you, you just bring in, like, Cyclops or something, you know? And, and, and that was cool. So they're doing that with this game. Oh. They're called, like, cameo characters. And so basically, like... As 
as you're fighting, you press a button and then like Sonya flies in and does like a drop kick and like leads into a combo and jumps away. And they can also do fatalities and stuff too. Cool. The thing that's cool is all the cameo characters look like their classic costumes. Mm-hmm. Sonya is in like the green outfit from MK1 and like Kano is in his like his white shirt with the bald head from MK1 and stuff. It's weird to me because I think the graphics in the last game were like some of the best in any fighting game. Mm-hmm. And this one doesn't. Maybe I need to see it on a big screen in action, but it doesn't really look better to me. It just looks more like the same game. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. I think people seem excited about it, so whatever. Yeah, why do you always have to be a party pooper, Andy? (laughs) Well... No, honestly, though, it sounds like they're really changing everything, which, I mean, I guess change is good sometimes, but it sounds a little weird. They're kind of really changing all the characters and who they are, so that's, I don't know. Yeah, I think my main thing is, the one, I guess I am excited for the fact that they're not doing alternate character move sets anymore. Mm -hmm. That's the one thing about the last game. I didn't like how in the last Mortal Kombat game you could, like, swap moves in and out. Yeah. I, I guess they were doing it to give the game this sense of creativity in terms of, like, you could, like, make the character the way you wanted but in a way it made it more confusing for me because you know you you load the wrong preset and all of a sudden scorpion like doesn't have that move anymore that you memorized Mm -hmm. because you loaded the wrong preset or whatever and like to me that sucks i don't care about costumes like you can give a million options for the costumes but i feel like the players should play the same whatever fair enough fair enough the end Does this interest you in any way, Brandon? I haven't played a Mortal Kombat since the first one. Look at this. Hasn't played a Mortal Kombat since the first one. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. Back in the day when you were just dreaming about being the manager of a restoration company. (laughs) Right? Sure, sure. (laughs) Big dreams. Well, look, I feel like I just uh, monopolized that whole segment complaining about Mortal Kombat. Marco, play me a song. Yes, I will. There's a new album out by MedSound. It's called Soundtrack. came out a few weeks ago. Um, Some really good collaborative tracks on there, a lot of good vocalists. The one that stands out to me that I want to give a spin today is Christ. I think it's Crises featuring Oscar. Yeah, that is Crises, right? That's how you say that? Yeah, because I I looked it up. Yeah, because it sounds like she's saying Crisis. But I think it's like crises, and I hate that fucking word. But that's all right. I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, let me just do that again. <laughs> and the song I want to play today, my favorite off the album, is uh, Crises featuring Oscar.
Alright, and that was Med Sound with the track Crises featuring Oscar. And uh, we're back on this uh, power hour with Marco and special guest Brandon. Well, look here. Alright, I just talked about Mortal Kombat for this whole time, and Brandon hasn't even played one since the first game. Do you play games, Brandon? When I have the time, I've had less of it these days, but I've been playing the new Zelda recently. Oh, nice. How you feel about the new Zelda? It's better than the last one, because I never finished Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I like it better. I have sort of weird mixed feelings, though, about these new Zeldas. Like, Mm -hmm. I think they're good, and I think this game especially is neat in just how freeform and open it is. You can really solve puzzles sort of in your own way, which I like. But I do miss just a nice, straightforward, compelling narrative. And that's the one thing that this game sort of lacks. And I don't like the music in it. There's not a ton to it. It's little notes here and there, and then it's just yeah. hundreds. Which is weird, because when I think of Zelda, especially like my favorite, which is Ocarina of Time, that game is loaded with memorable fucking themes. Like, every world you go to has a fucking song that you remember, and all the songs Link plays on his Ocarina. And then when I play this game, it's like there's just nothing. There's not one single piece of music that I go, this is nice, or this is some new thing. Even the themes that are variations on classic themes are not as good to me. I, I'm kind of hear the Zora's theme when you're in the water place, but it doesn't sound as good as the one from the N64. There's one song that just flat out sucks. It's like there's this town. I don't know if it's the Goron town or Terry town. I don't know if it's supposed to be like comedy music. <laughs> Like, it's just, it's awful. <laughs> yeah, I think that's got to be Terrytown, but mm. uh, honestly, I couldn't tell you. None of the tracks are memorable enough to, well, remember. One day, I had a lot of fun where I just put on a Zelda soundtrack in the background. Like, I just went to Spotify and just did, like, Zelda music and then played the game while the other Zelda music was playing, and it actually made the game better. Yeah, I think it would have made the world feel a little more full right now. Yeah, there's more into it than what was in Breath of the Wild, but it still feels empty, lacking. Yeah, I think music helps because there's an emotional connection when you have, like, a song you like, you know? Like, there's lots of games where I would, you know, where you'd go to certain worlds or play certain levels just because the music was cool. Mm -hmm. I haven't played the new Zelda games at all, but I know that the old ones, the music was very iconic, and like even um, A Link to the Past and Ocarina of Time, there were, the music wasn't like, oh my god, it's amazing, but it was just so good for that game. It really was incredible, and it's real catchy. One of my favorite soundtrack pieces from a video game is the, I think it's the pause menu music from fucking A Link to the Past. Like, it's just amazing. There's just something about that, but if like you're saying, the music isn't that good, then that's a real letdown, you know? Yeah, it's weird. It's like Brandon's saying. It's not even that it's bad, it's that it's like not there. And I, I understand the thought process. They're like, well, it's a giant open world, yeah. so we don't want a two-minute piece of looping music because you're going to be playing this game for hours at a time just out in this open field. But I would have then done what they do in like Elder Scrolls or whatever, where like the overworld theme is like a 12-minute song or something, you know? Yeah. So that it's not as repetitive as like a looping two-minute thing, but what do I know. They could have it fade in and out with the combat, and you could have it fade in and out with different environments that you go into. Yeah, right. But it can still be a longer trek, kind of like the, like you said with the Elder Scrolls. Yeah, because even Elder Scrolls, Oblivion was the first one I ever played, and it was because I went to my buddy's house, and it was playing the overworld theme, and it's this awesome melody with like this fucking piano tune. That music mixed with the visuals of just being in this giant open world, and it was like a nighttime sky, and it was playing like the, I forget what the theme is called, like the King theme or something but it plays like the little piano notes and like that's why I loved the game 
It was this that moment of this awesome music with this fucking grand world, and with Zelda, it just doesn't have it. And I, I wish these new ones did because I feel like that's the biggest thing it's lacking. Yeah, I would agree. But whatever, you can you can still sync like hundreds of hours. My son likes cheating, so he just kept on looking up all these duplication glitches. Mm-hmm. I was doing a fair few actually because I think the economy of that game is broken of the new Zelda because like there's certain items where you want to upgrade your shirt, and eventually you end up needing like 120 pieces of amber to like upgrade the thing to full and like everywhere you go to a cave you get like one piece after smashing like 50 rocks and it's like do they expect me to smash like 2,000 rocks to get enough pieces of amber to give to this person like it's just weird so I I did some of those duplication glitches but then they got patched because there's this awesome glitch where you could get like a three times bow and then you would shoot like a diamond and then it would make three diamonds but then it would like get stuck in this gravity well and fall to the ground and you could collect the diamonds you just created oh wow but it's been fixed now Ah. Dude, like, I'm going to my son, like, why do you like cheating so much? Like, you're, like, missing the point of the game. But in this particular game, I was like, you know what? I don't feel like fucking grinding for this shit. So then I, <laughs> I started doing all this stupid glim. Like, kept on asking my son. This was like, show me more fucking glitches because, like, I don't want to do it. <laughs> well, who's got time to grind out a hundred of those when you got to find a hundred Koroks? You got to find a hundred of this thing and a hundred of that thing. You, no one has time for that. A hundred Koroks? Isn't there nine hundred? Is there nine hundred in this one? Oh, geez. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Whatever. It's It's good, though. Yeah. well look i'll tell you what else is good is cool music and mr tim carlton the cisco hold music man himself has messaged me and he said listen i want you to play a track by computer magic called bionic man and i said you know what i'll do that for you because you're a cool guy and so we're gonna listen to that now and this one's uh dedicated to uh mr tim carlton who likes this song so this is computer magic who is technically called dan's now but let's listen to computer magic with the track bionic man right now
right, and that was Bionic Man by Computer Magic, who now goes by Danz, D-A-N-Z. I don't know if she's renamed her old tracks or that's just Danz going forward. I'll ask her someday because I've been meaning to uh, do a catch-up with her. Anyways, we're back. The Power Hour. I'm here with Marco. I'm here with Brandon. I feel like every time we talk, I start taking over. So, Marco, what have you been up to since I talked to you last time? I was hoping you were going to say Brandon can take over. <laughs> I Fuck no. Not, not a lot. No. Uh, what have I been doing? <laughs> Watching a little bit of old shitty movies as usual. Not a lot, because I've been working a lot. But I'm trying to squeeze in whenever I can a bit of Dead Island 2. I'm loving that game at the moment. I'm playing it with my wife, Jazzy. And uh, yeah, I really like it. I love the gore and just something about the tropical kind of setting. And uh, killing zombies. It just it just something about that clicks with me. And um, I'm really enjoying that. You know what's always driving me crazy about those games? What? Is the box art. The cover art. I hated the cover art for Dead Island. It drives me nuts. Really? It's just this stupid looking zombie guy. Like, he looks like some douchey sort of surfer, like with this blonde hair. Mm-hmm. It's it's like a close-up of them, and you kind of see the island in the background. Yeah. And I just always hated that picture. I just don't like it. The second one was pretty good. I got the special edition. Uh, no, not the... The rip, uh, Riptide, sorry. It wasn't the second one, but it was the add-on or whatever you call it. And that had a... It came with a metal tin... And it was all shiny and shit. It was all right, I guess. I mean, I paid a little bit extra for it. This has nothing to do with the game. No, no. It's literally just, just I don't like that picture. There's another one, too. Is it Red Dead? Red Dead Revolver? Yeah. And the character looks so fucking stupid in the pictures. (laughs) It drives me nuts. Uh, You know, like when they show an old game and they choose like four pictures from the game mm -hmm. to show you what the game's about. It is pretty bad. He looks so fucking stupid. It's got like a big square head with this dumb look on his face and this cowboy hat that just looks like it's like sitting on top of the square head and it's so stupid looking and every time I see this, I'm just like, why was this the picture you chose to advertise your game like it makes your game look so fucking dumb it's it's so stupid yeah. i'll put it up when i release the youtube version of this episode i'll put the picture up so people know what i'm talking about yeah i know they spent so much attention to detail you know like rockstar always does with their games everything from the music to the visuals and then the cover art is just shit well <laughs> did like, rockstar have anything to do with red dead revolver of course they did what do you mean? Did they have anything to do with it? That was their game. I thought they bought that franchise because they turned it. They made Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. And then Red Dead. What's the second one called? Red Dead Redemption, Redemption Two. <laughs> okay, that's right. Yeah. So Red Dead Redemption was. Didn't they buy the franchise? Like it was made by another company. No, it's always been always been Rockstar. I mean, a different division. Red Dead Revolver? Rockstar San Diego. But what? No. What are you talking about? They always have been. Really. The game developed by Rockstar San Diego and published by Rockstar Games. It was literally developed by Rockstar. What? I don't know where you got that one from, Andy. Yeah, it's always been. As soon as it came out, I was like, it's Rockstar. I'm buying it. Like, that was my thing, you know? Really? Okay, hold on. I got it. Okay, you guys talk amongst yourselves. I got to look this up. <laughs> you talk about, I'll be back in like 20 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> well, no, I, I, I swear to Christ, I thought the story was that Rockstar acquired the Red Dead name and then they went and just made it a superior game like they made Red Dead Redemption which like elevated the whole franchise because the original one was not a game they No sir that is incorrect What the fuck why the hell do I think that then Not sure It's made that up <laughs> <laughs> Hold on Born to Google Marco is correct What the fuck Look at the dumb picture by the way just so we're yeah, clear it's pretty bad. The guy looks like a fucking idiot it's a Terrible yeah, it's... picture 
awful, awful, well, awful picture. You know what? If you read into it a little more, it's a bit confusing. But you could have there could be some truth to what you're saying. I mean, I'm just looking at Wikipedia, and it does say Rockstar San Diego then known as Angel Studios, began work on Red Dead Revolver with Capcom's funding in 2000. During the development, Angel Studios was acquired and rebranded by Rockstar Games. Red Dead Revolver was actually cancelled until Rockstar Games acquired the rights to the game and revived it later that year. So they kind of took over that game, but I mean, they still released it and and, uh, developed it, but I guess they took over the development. Okay, so we're... We're both kind of correct. Yeah. <laughs> in that in a way, I guess. Yeah, cuz in my in my version of the story, I thought it was completely just a different company and then Rockstar bought the rights to it, but in this case, it was another company that started it, but Rockstar still released it and finished it. Um, I thought they came in just after, so. Okay. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Well, we've solved something today. Everybody wins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Red Dead Redemption has nothing to do with this game, does it? Like, none of the characters carry over, I no, don't think. No, it's completely different. I'm pretty sure, yeah. All the Except it, 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 yep. I think it introduced the slow-mo shooting. That's like the only thing they kept. Uh, yeah, that's correct. And the Western City, that's really it. Red Dead Revolver, even though open-world games were starting to become popular then, especially with Rockstar, I mean, this one wasn't. So I guess the technology wasn't really there, I suppose, until, you know, they decided to do it, obviously, Red Dead Redemption in 2010. Fuck, that game was so good. Yeah, they, I love all three of them. I mean, the first one, I haven't played it so long now, it's hard to remember everything. But even the first one, I loved. Absolutely loved it. Just, I just like westerns, you know. And then if it's done well, like I think Gun on Xbox was really good too back in the day. I didn't really play too many westerns. Red Dead Redemption sort of elevated to the point for me where I'm like, okay, I'll play this one. Yeah. And it just also happened to be an amazing game. So you know, like, yeah. but uh, I'm, I wasn't super into the genre. I think the only time I slipped into it was like, wasn't there like a Duke Nukem game where like it was like time traveling, and so like there was some western levels. I remember something like that. Yeah. Yeah, there's a Duke Nukem that involved time travel. And then, oh, then there was um, Time Splitters. Had some Western stuff as well because you're going back in time. Do you ever get into those games, Brandon? I've played the second Red Dead. I never actually played the first one. Second one's the best one, for sure. I mean, it's... Uh, it's it's been great. great. I never finished it. I feel like I'm oh, you haven't? doing what you did years ago and just getting lost in the woods for a while there. That's <laughs> yeah, amazing. I know, right? Haven't we all? <laughs> Red Dead Redemption is one of the few games in history I say you should play and beat because the ending is very impactful and moving. And so is Red Dead Redemption 2. That's a fucking both great are. ending. Yeah, both are. Both of the very moving. Yeah. Um, but speaking of uh, very moving, Marco is going to play us a very moving song now. How about that? Yeah, okay. I, I, could, I could do that. Do you like Medieval Synthwave by any chance, Brandon? Yeah, hit me with it. It sounds great. Yeah, it's really good. There's, there's one particular artist that just does it in- incredibly. Mile Peril, or as he's otherwise known, Paladin. He does really good stuff like that. He's got a new one out that I really like. It's called Cavern Dwellers. I mean, I could just picture it in a montage from like an 80s movie like Excalibur or Kral or even like Willow or something like that. It's it's just, it's really good stuff. Yeah, so it's called Cavern Dwellers by Paladin.
and that was Paladin with the track Cavern Dwellers. And that was a cool song, and we're back here in the Power Hour. I'm here with Marco. We're here with special guest Brandon. We're having a good time talking about games and things. I saw some movies. What'd you see? Nothing too great. I saw Cocaine Bear. So ridiculous. I didn't like it. <laughs> Aww, Andy, do you like anything? Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> it's like they made it because it's got a great title and they could make, you know, like a wacky trailer. It's just tonally weird. It's like it didn't know what it wanted to be. You know, when you watch some movies where like, like is this funny? But then like some of the kills, it felt kind of like mean spirited, but then it wasn't funny enough to laugh at. It wasn't wacky enough. It straddled the line of a whole bunch of tones, but it never like really settled. There's like, kids in it so it takes some some of the drama away because i'm like well bear's not going to kill the kids and then it's like kind of serious sometimes and kind of has that improv-y kind of dialogue you know when you watch the trailer you're thinking like oh this might be some wacky like evil dead thing you know like where it's like super over the top and ridiculous and then it kind of is sometimes but then not it was overall just kind of weird and it's a cgi bear right so you know that takes away some of the some of the fluff. Yeah, it does. It's pretty ridiculous. It gets really ridiculous towards the end, too. It's like, come on. I know it's based on a true story or whatever, and they just took well. a lot of liberties. <laughs> you got to go into it thinking, like, this is just fucking ridiculous. Like, I did, but I was sort of expecting it to be more fun. Like, because my wife was all like, oh, we got to watch Cocaine Bear. I'm like, okay. And, like, we were geared to watch, like, a fun movie, and it was just sort of a bummer. I know what you mean. There's, there's some good gags in it, and but towards the end, it gets really serious. Like, it's not really funny at all, and it's like, well, is this a comedy, or is it a, like, what is it? Like, right? I know what you mean. Like, it's like, where where is this going? Like, like it almost could have been more ridiculous I mean, it should have been, like, and more right. over the top. And then it felt like a bummer. Like, when it was done, I was just mm-hmm. sort of like, huh, well, that wasn't great. And some of the kills felt, I don't know, it was weird. Like, I, I use the term mean-spirited. Like, it just, it wasn't, you know, some movies, like, people get killed and it's, like, fun and funny, you know, because it's, like, over the top. Mm-hmm. But this one, I just felt kind of like it was, like, a bummer every time someone was killed. I don't know, it just didn't sit well with me. But, uh, whatever. <laughs> 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 did you see Cocaine Bear, Brandon? I did not. I don't get out to the movies much these days either. Well, it was on streaming. Do you ever stream? Once in a while, not not too often. Don't cross your streams. Well, I tell you what I saw on streaming as well. I watched uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp and Quantumania or something. Oh, Jesus. What was that like? Uh... <laughs> Let me guess, you didn't like it. <laughs> I mean, it, I was expecting it to be worse because, like, a lot of the reviews were bad. But it's it's also not great. It's 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 another one where, like, I'm done with the Marvel movies now. Officially, I think Dude, it was just I a am cartoon. So over it. Oh, it's like fucking hell. Like, I liked the first Ant-Man was pretty good. And then it's like, but how much of this stuff can I watch? Like, honestly, dude, like, it's just too much. It's the same movie every time. It is, pretty much. Yeah, and they're just ridiculous now. Like, Ant-Man was like, it's a cartoon. Like, you're watching a cartoon, and the logic is so stupid, and the story is so dumb. Like, the whole, like, why the movie even happens is really stupid. And I didn't hate it when it was on screen. It's just dumb. And then a lot of the stuff that people were all excited about, like, you know, whenever you... I would read reviews of things. I read more reviews than I do actually watch stuff. And sometimes I just can't tell if movie reviewers and, like, entertainment journalists actually have opinions or if, like, the company just tells them what to say. You know, there'll just be a time where, like, a movie comes out and everyone's raving about a particular aspect or something. And then I'll watch it and be like, everyone, for some reason, was always like, you know, this movie's not that great, but Jonathan Majors is like a revelation as Kang, you know, like the bad guy who they're probably going to have to replace now. 
because of his personal life. But everyone was all excited about him as Kang, and like, it's like he's fine. But it's like, why did I read so many articles saying that he was, like, the best part of this movie? Like, I'm like, he was fine, but, like, not anything special. Like, I, if I was writing a fucking article about the movie, I wouldn't I wouldn't even talked about him. I would just have been like, what, this movie's stupid. Like, that's what I would have said. But I'm not an entertainment journalist. You could be. Well, I guess you kind of are a little bit with your show, right? Yeah. <laughs> It's the way I just feel about all these Marvel things now. It's like I don't it's not like I hate them when they're on. They just don't excite me in any way. It's like you're just watching stuff. The characters make dumb decisions and it doesn't feel serious in any way. Like you don't feel like any character is actually in danger because you're just watching a cartoon. So there's no drama, so there's it's like why did I watch it? Sometimes there's some cool visuals and neat ideas, but at the end it's like, well, who cares? They're all very milk toast these days. That's that's really all it is. Yeah, that's why I I'm going back and watching some old one so i signed up to paramount because marco and i of course have been watching all these bad movies and now even all like the the big budget ones i watch are shit i had a, an interview with griff although it hasn't aired yet that's gonna air in a few weeks and uh, we were talking about like mission impossible movies and i just realized i haven't watched i haven't seen any of them past like part two and uh, everyone seems to like the mission impossible film so now i'm going back i'm gonna watch them so i just i just rewatched the first one because i haven't seen it since whatever yeah, the hell there's like, a new one's out, out now in. isn't it yeah how many has he made like there's a new one out now i think I think this is the seventh. Seven already, jeez. Fucking hell, seven? Yeah, and I've only ever seen the first two. They usually rate pretty highly. Like, people say they're you know like they're fun movies and like I've I just rewatched the first one I know they get more they get bigger as they go like cause the first one's still pretty tiny in comparison to like the stunts and shit from like the newer ones mm-hmm. but uh it's fine you know, I've got this new appreciation for even mediocre movies from, like, the 90s and stuff when stuff was still shot on film and they still did, like, practical stunts and things. I don't know. It's like I, I, I tend to like a lot of those movies more now. You know, I actually haven't seen any of them. I know that's pretty crazy for me, but I'm surprised I haven't because I don't mind Tom Cruise. I know he gets a bit of a bad rap because of his private life, whatever, but the guy's a professional when it comes to acting and, he, I, I, you know, I'm, he's supposed to do most of his own stunts and some of that shit's crazy that he does. Like, I've seen some of the behind the scenes and it's fucking insane what he does oh yeah and like the first movie's not bad it's a good movie like it's just I think it's it's weird in hindsight because of how big these movies become because they do get to like James Bond scale like giant things whereas like the first one it has a few action scenes that are slightly over the top I mean like the final like there's a stupid well, I don't want to spoil it now. There's a there's a scene where a helicopter blows up that's pretty ridiculous in the first one just because of the physics of what happens. It's also funny just because there's all this old internet stuff in the first Mission Impossible. <laughs> there's a scene where, like... Because Emilio Estevez is, like, on his team at the start. And, uh... Oh, really? You hear, like, keyboard typing. Like, he's typing a whole bunch of stuff because you hear all the, the clacking of the keyboard. And then on screen, he's just, like, written a name. <laughs> but <laughs> the sound effect is, like... And then on screen, he just writes, like, fucking five letters. Mm-hmm. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> and there's a scene where, like, Ving Rames is, like, trying to jam someone's signal. And then on his computer, you see him write the word send jamming signal. Oh, my God. Are you serious? <laughs> it's awesome. High tech stuff. At that time, you know, the idea of the internet was exciting. When they talk about it, like, we got some information from our guy on the internet. You like the the way they talk about it, which is pretty awesome. But it's fine. Like, it was, it's a fine movie. You know, I gotta be honest with you. This is a bit of a, a little, a bit of a tangent. But mm. I think I got put off watching the Mission Impossible movie because it came out reasonably close around the same time as GoldenEye. And when mm. I played the game GoldenEye and the game Mission Impossible came out and Mission Impossible was inferior to GoldenEye, obviously. So sure. I, I was really into GoldenEye. 
And then I was like, so I went and watched the movie, but I was like, ah, I played a bit of the fucking Mission Impossible game. I was like, ah, it's pretty average. So I'm not going to watch the movie. I, I don't know. It kind of put me off. You know? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> is that weird or yeah, probably. No, it makes sense. Like, I mean, Goldeneye is better. Like, I like the movie Goldeneye better than the movie Mission Impossible. Mm-hmm. In my recollection, Mission Impossible 2 was very ridiculous. In my in my memory, because I remember they did that thing where mm-hmm. people were constantly taking masks off and revealing that they were somebody else underneath, and it was like a plot twist. Well, actually, like you thought you killed me, but then pulls the mask off. And I remember part two did it a whole bunch of times to the point where it was very silly. So I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to going yeah. back and seeing it. Mm-hmm. It was John Woo, and I, I think he also went crazy with slow motion in it, if I remember correctly. But I'm going to find oh, out Christ. when I watch. Anyway, look, we got to we got to listen to some music first. Okay, first. I, we got <laughs> last. Listen, we, we got to listen to some music, all right? That's the point I'm trying to make. I got a cool one here from Boy Harsher. This is "Give Me a Reason."
And that was Give Me a Reason by Boy Harsher. And we are back on the, the Power Hour with Marco and I and special guest Brandon Decker. So, Brandon Decker. Hmm? Yes. What's going on in the life of Brandon Decker? Very, very little. <laughs> <laughs> Like Marco, I've been working a lot these days, so I don't have a whole lot of time. So how did you find the fucking synthwave scene in my show? I was always a gamer. Back in the day, I would download one soundtrack on dial-up, put it on a CD, and listen to it while I was in school on the way to school every day. Mm. When the internet got faster, I started to download more, poke around online. But when I finally found your podcast when was that 2016 2017 i was listening to something on youtube and a song that um, jj missed vocals for popped up and i liked it and i just googled the name and found your podcast so i found the episode you did with her and i've been listening to it ever since can you listen to this shit while you work (laughs) or is this something you have to do at home or on the commute i listen to it while i work I listen to it while I drive because I have to drive a lot for work. Why do you have to drive a lot for work? People I manage are in different offices, so I'm driving to three different states. What? Yeah. <laughs> so I have to drive all the way down to Virginia, back up to Maryland, up to Pennsylvania, then back around again. I usually do that about once a month. Oh, man. Do they get you to like, deliver packages and stuff as well? Uh, once in a while, I bring stuff back with me. Yeah, I <laughs> just figured, like, I mean, if you're on the way to Virginia, you might as well... Yeah, just load it up in the car. I'll take it with me. Well, that sounds like fun. I guess I should uh, get to producing more episodes then. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I, I, I've re-listened to the, a couple of them multiple times. It's good stuff. Is there is there a particular good one? I've never listened to the show myself, so... <laughs> <laughs> now you're putting me on the spot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't think there is a good one. <laughs> It's a trick question. (laughs) I've listened to a lot of the family episodes more than once. A lot of the stuff with like a set. Yeah, mm. those are all good. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's fun to, to go back and reminisce. Although we have a slightly altered family show now, but it's still, uh, we still have a good time. We should probably record one of those too. We haven't recorded one of those in several months. Feels like it's been a while. Yeah, definitely. All right. I'll write that into the calendar. Or I'll tell ChatGPT, my secretary. There you go. Fucking schedule some shit for me, AI. There you go. I should say, I have some updates. Mm-hmm. I got another email from the ball school. Ooh. Oh, Jesus. I got two actually so Liba L turned to ball school uh, as a dear parents of the ball school due to an event the ball schools cannot take place on Tuesday June 13th we ask for your understanding and then I got another email saying due to illness we have to cancel the ball school today at short notice we are extremely sorry for the inconvenience please let all parents know so that no child stands in front of a closed door today so those are the two emails I got from the ball school. Fuck. I don't know why I'm on these people's mailing list. So the, the ball school still emails. Just in case anyone wonders, sometimes people ask me about updates. And I'm like, well, I mean, every like three weeks or so, I do get a ball school uh, update. Mostly just saying that the ball school is canceled. Well, you've always been good with balls, Andy. <laughs> well, that's the thing, man. The fucking, the, the, where, what, what is the German here? The, the ball school. I should have a German guest on so they can tell me how ball to pronounce school. that. <laughs> yeah, because that's how it's spelled. It's like ball school. Let's... Oh, fuck me. I had Voltage on. I could have asked him about fucking ball school. He's German. Oh, bloody hell, Andy. Hey, man. You know I'm not organized, right? I fucking just played Droid Bishop's fucking... 
<laughs> anyway, I did. I also got an email from um, Mr. Gimpson, another uh, uh, supporter of the podcast, who said he just finished listening to the episode we did where we talked about Hard Ticket to Hawaii. He wrote me this message probably like two months ago. He says, uh, I've just been listening to your Hard Ticket to Hawaii episode, and you were looking for a, f- a polite term for the term titwank, as we call it in the UK. But that's obviously still quite rude. As a school kid in England in the 1990s, we used to call it a Bombay Roll. I have no idea why, and it may be something that's very problematic nowadays, but I think it's definitely a term you could use in polite conversation, and it would be nice to bring it back. So that's what Mr. Gimson had to say. So how do you feel about that, Marco? (laughs) Brandon, how do you feel, mate? A Bombay Roll. I asked ChatGPT, and it it didn't, uh, it said, like, I don't know what that is. Maybe it's a type of food. That's what it sounds like. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, when you hear that, does that, like, sound like that? Yes. Is the term Bombay Roll? Yeah, it does sound sound like something like that to me. I got to be honest. I, maybe I've been living in America too long now, but uh, I don't know. There seems to be a lot of them around here. Those kind of sayings, but a lot of uh, a lot of sexual sh- weird, sexual kinky shit. They'll have like a name, like a Boston. Uh, oh anyway, right, okay. There's well, a lot uh, of yeah, diff- I see what you're saying. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that's what it kind of, when I hear that, that's what it sounds like to me. You know, like a <laughs> Vancouver Grizzly. You know, or a fucking you know. There's all sorts of shit. Every city seems to have some weird kinky shit going on over here. <laughs> That's what happens when people are all sexually repressed. <laughs> you just have, like, all these key words for all these weird things. But the point is this. we got to listen to another song. So uh, what do you got for me? Is it my turn? Yep. Okay. Well, uh, Yoda, no stranger to the show, she's got an awesome new album out, which I've really been enjoying. It's called Room 412. It's available at New Retrowave, of course, and um, all the other streaming services. I had trouble just picking one song, Andy. I actually just went with uh, Hey Little Girl, the remake of uh, Ice House's 80s classic. I really like this one.
All right, and that was Yota from her uh, new album, Room 412 or 412. I don't know how you're supposed to say that. And uh, with the track, Hey Little Girl, which is a cover. I don't actually know the original song, so that's... Uh, you don't? Learning something oh, today. man, that's one of my favorites from the 80s, dude. Ice House was so good. Great Australian band, actually, yeah. Yeah, today was funny. I messaged Yota because she did one of those things on Instagram where you post, like, you know, nine pictures... But then when you look at it on the computer, it looks like one photo that's made up of nine squares. Right. You know when people do that? Yeah. Where they post a whole... Yeah. Except it was a picture of her like sitting on a staircase. So when I signed in on my phone, you only see one square at a time. And so Mm -hmm. it's just like, here's an update. And it's just a picture of her crotch. And then I was just like, right? Because that's one of the frames of of the the nine (laughs) frames. And so I just messaged her. I'm like, have you been hacked? Like, what the fuck is this? I just sign into Instagram and just see this stupid picture. And then uh, she actually said somebody else messaged her and said the same thing. So I was like, (laughs) I just thought it was funny. Did she change it? I I mean, uh, <laughs> Again, when I had my conversation with Holland, because we were talking about the stupid social media algorithms, I find it funny that she posted nine pictures, but that's the one that came up on the feed. <laughs> Why didn't the one corner of her shoulder show up in my feed? Why was that the one picture? And so I'm like, does that mean that's the most viewed? Like, so I was like, going to say that might be it. That might and then be. other people just kept looking at that one, and so that's the one that goes into my feed. Like, it's just strange. How do you feel about that, Brandon? I am not on social media, so... Well, you're that's you're doing the right thing. I had to sign up to <laughs> fucking two more. Drives me nuts. It sucks. Two more? Yeah, I, I signed up to Blue Sky. Uh, I got an invite, so I just did it. And then um, Threads. But Threads is just Instagram. I don't I don't really get it. I never understood any of it. I think I had a MySpace way, way back in the day, and that was the last I ever did. <laughs> yep. Well, uh, you, you're doing the right thing, because social media <laughs> sucks. Like, Twitter, I don't even use. I kept the account, but, like, I'm done with it. That place has just gone to shit. So who knows? I mean, if some of these other accounts, like, they see what... Or some of these other companies kind of see what happened to Twitter and go, maybe we'll make our space a little bit more pleasant by like making, you know, make the algorithm just sort of focus more on just funny stuff and music and art and stuff like that. Then I'm totally fine. I mean, I get why some people complain where it's just well, like they're going to censor news stories or whatever. I'm like, it would be nice to have a place that's just people talking about music and movies and shit and maybe don't. You know, like if you want news, you just go to a different social media platform if that's what you want, you know? No, they're just going to continue to uh, direct tragedies and tits your way. (laughs) I know. I know. It's so depressing. Like, it just, it bugs me because they know. Like, they just, they know the brain. They know what people like to see subconsciously. And it sucks. <laughs> I'm retreading my conversation with Holland. But, like, that's the thing. You know, like, obviously, like, when they show you boobs and things, like, of course I look at them. But it's depressing because if you had shown me something else, I would have looked at that, too. And that other thing could have been art. Could have been music. Could have been a fucking scene from a movie or someone doing some stop motion animation or whatever. It's just, like, the cheapest, easiest way to get a fucking guy's attention. It's just like, here's some boobs. I'm like, yeah, I know. But it's, it's just cheap, you know what I mean? Like, show me something cool. There's so many people doing cool things. Anyway, that's all I have to say about that. Boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Someone mentioned another fucking movie I was supposed to watch. Champagne and Bullets. That's, well, that's Alex Ellickson. No, nice. Because I got to watch Champagne and Bullets. Have you seen that one? No, I never even... Let me look it up, Champagne and Bullets. Yeah, it was after we watched um, Picasso Trigger, 
Mm-hmm. And then he was surprised because he didn't know that was part of a trilogy, although he's wrong. It's actually part of a... What do you call it when there's five movies in the series? A soup de soup trilogy Quintology? No, that's a... No, I don't know. What's five? Quint. It must be Quint. Quintology? Quintology? I don't like the sound of that. Oh, man, this looks really bad. Yeah, he mentioned, and he said uh, he revisited Champagne and Bullets, and it's so much more awful than he remembered, and it still has some crazy funny parts and some other things. We can add it to the list, although I am I think after watching all so many bad things in a row, I do want to watch something good. Yeah. So I'm going to, like I say, I'm going to go through and watch the Mission Impossibles, just get like some actual like high-budget Hollywood action movies like that have good stunts and things, and then uh, maybe I'll get back on the, the shitty movie movie train i can only handle so much shitty movies before it's like hold on here like why do i even love movies in the first place when you just like end up watching a whole bunch of crap yeah you forget why you like movies because everything you're watching sucks yeah but it's worth it for when you find that one gem here or there you know like miami connection yeah maybe i don't know maybe i'm i'm done with the the hunt yeah maybe. like the hunt for the gem i just want people to deliver gems to me I want to be like a gem baron. You know, like I don't want to do any of the digging. I just want to have gems. You can ask Chat GPT to go find you one. Yeah, there you go. He'll, uh, Chat, I, I just said he. Uh, Chat GPT will probably just give me the same fucking list. Like, uh, what yeah. are 10 so bad they're good movies? While ChatGPT thinks about this, uh, let's listen to a song. I got one here from Skywolf. Skywolf. That's right. She's got some cool music, and I got one here called Fragments. So let's listen to this.
All right, that was Fragments by Skywolf. Technically in brackets, the short version, so I guess there's a long version of that. But uh, that's a cool song. Skywolf's been a Beyond Synth supporter, so go check out her tunes. And we're back. The Marco and Andy Power Hour, and Brandon is here, his special guest, uh, Beyond Synth patron extraordinaire. Wow, ChatGPT is writing so slowly. What the hell? He's going to give me the 10 most typical fucking list in the world. Number one, The Room. (laughs) Never heard of it. (laughs) Birdemic. I can't do the Birdemic movies, man. Like, just because the the fucking effects are just so shitty that it's not quite fun. Like, you know, there's some movies on Tubi like that where it's like, they just have CGI that's so horrible that it's not even funny. It's like, fuck off. Like, you didn't even try. I know. It is really bad. How about you, Brandon? What's uh, you got any recommendations? I do not, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) I love throwing to you, it's fun. (laughs) I told you, I'm very, very boring. It's like, hey, Brandon, give me something. Nothing, you get nothing, Andy. (laughs) What do you like to eat? What's your favorite food? Do you like burgers? I do like burgers. You're in Pittsburgh, correct? What's the? Is there like a uh, a Pittsburgh dish? I don't know if it's a dish per se, but something that is pretty common around here is pierogies. I love pierogies. Do you like pierogies? I do. They're very good. Terrible for you because they're filled with cheese and potatoes. Is there some pride, like some Pittsburgh pride around their pierogies? There's some pretty good places around here that that they're the best, yes. We just had a rib fest in my little town. Basically just like three food trucks came to the park. And the ribs were fine. I don't know, it was weird. It's like, I, I think I was expecting more just because they, they had these like these rib trucks and they were like huge and they had these like huge facade things and like, because if you're making that many ribs, like you have to come with a whole bunch of like fuel tanks to feed the fucking barbecues and stuff. So it's like a whole operation and they're also really expensive, right? So it's just like fucking 20 bucks for like a half rack or whatever, which is basically just like six things of meat or whatever. I don't know. I, I don't really eat ribs too often, so I don't know the words to explain ribs. But then they had all their trophies around. You notice like, oh, like these are like award-winning ribs or whatever. And then like I ate them and I'm like, yeah, they're fine. It's ribs, with barbecue sauce. Like I, I, it wasn't magical or anything. So look, the, so it sucked. That's what I'm trying to say. That sucked. <laughs> Cocaine bear sucked. Fucking rib fest sucked. Zelda sucks. Ant-Man sucks. Mortal Kombat sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> The cover art sucks. Uh. <laughs> well, you have to agree with me about that stupid Red Dead fucking box art, man. It is horrible. That picture makes me not want to play the game. It's not a good picture. Nah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty fucking bad. Especially from Rockstar, you expect a lot better. Yeah, man. It's like it's the same with you not playing fucking Mission Impossible. Like, I know. You know, it could have been like the greatest game in the world, but if that was the fucking picture where it's just like you look at the back of the box and there's like this some stupid looking guy with a square head and like some weird fucking sombrero that's like sitting on top of it, I'd be like, fuck this game and fuck you. <laughs> and I would have gotten mad at the video game store again. I don't understand how those stores are still in business. Like GameStop? Are they in business? I don't have any around here anymore. They barely sell games anymore. They sell junk and toys. And yeah, man, games. it's weird. I There's one near me. It's rude. Like, I don't want to ask because I don't know how much invested, like, the employees have in that store. Like, it could be one of those ones where, like, the guy who runs the cash is also, like, the owner of the franchise there or something. But I'm always just want to walk in and be like, how the fuck is this still here? Like, how are you even operating right now? Like, the only time I've ever gone in there was because someone got me a gift card to GameStop. And then I just used the gift card 
to buy a PlayStation fucking card thing to buy games online. Like, I didn't even get any physical copy of anything. I think it's been 15, 20 years since I've been to a GameStop. Been a long time for me, too. I mean, it used to be useful. There was a time where, like, you'd trade in games and maybe buy some used ones because you wanted something to play. But now that there's just all these online libraries you can just get access to. What's the point? Yeah. I feel bad because it's like, that sucks for them. You know, when you walk in there now, it's all like novelty Monopoly games and plastic things and shirts and stuff. And this is uh, the point is, I don't know. That's the that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> We're having fun, right? <laughs> <laughs> of course. Well, listen. How about this, Marco? Yes. You play me one more song, and then we'll fucking uh, we'll wind down. How about that? We've been talking for a while. All right, I've got a new one here. It's not beyond synth podcast is complete without a uh, chill wave track. We all know that. So I got a new one here from Intro Spectro, a uh, new artist I just discovered. He's got some really good stuff. Uh, his new one that's out at the moment is called Deleted Files.
All right, and that was Deleted Files by Introspectro. You know, it's always nice to wind down with some chill wave. That's right. This is what Marco likes to do. He sits at home yep. with his fucking glass of wine, listening to chill wave. Nothing wrong with that. With my space cat, I like to chill on the weekends listening to chill wave. Well, yeah, I guess people don't uh, know. Like, I've been having so much fun with the Photoshop uh, generative fill, but I don't post any of the stuff. Marco sends me pictures of himself, and then like every time he sends me a picture, I send him back like a weird Photoshop where I put him in like a spaceship or uh, put him in weird situations. <laughs> that picture, this is a horrible podcasting to like explain a funny picture, but like mm. Marco sent this one where he was like laying with his cat, and then I got the. <laughs> Photoshop to like fill in the blanks but it gave you the silliest hair I know and I couldn't stop laughing at that picture the fucking haircut was awesome it's like this and then kind the, of bowl cut it was so funny and then added an arm on me because I, I took the photo myself so you can't see my arm in the photo but then it decided to like zoom out and it gave me this weird arm and then I got like a wristband on and then the cat was a funny also he just got this weird, like, police cap or something. The fuck? Yeah, I gave him a little hat. It was so cool. I've been having so much fun with that tool. Because yeah. anytime someone messages me now and they have, like, a picture, like, I just instantly send them back a stupid Photoshop. <laughs> Yesterday was hilarious because Ethan, who is uh, Toots, one of the uh, the awesome uh, Patreon supporters, and he was helping me with the, some of the spreadsheets for Beyond Synth. And I took a picture of him, and then I added all this extra stuff with AI and sent it back to them. And, like... <laughs> I guess he doesn't remember his own life because the picture really confused him and he like showed it to his wife I'm like when was this taken and his wife was like those aren't your arms <laughs> like, it's like, he, he didn't even realize it's like I just made up a memory for him but uh, Brandon listen we gotta wind the show down is there anything you wanna say to us or the people before you go no, just keep on uh, listening to Beyond Synth it's a great show and thanks for having me Andy and Marco it's a pleasure honestly this is a chance like if you have anything to say about Andy that anything that he does that bugs you <laughs> now <it's, laughs> now's the time to spit it out <laughs> I don't know if I say something he's gonna say he doesn't like it because that's been the theme of this show <laughs> <laughs> well no seriously you can have the floor to, to say a thing now because obviously um, you know I, I appreciate all the awesome support from the patrons and you've been a very uh, generous patron of the show which is much appreciated because I couldn't make it without people like you. And so uh, if you want to do a manifesto now, here's your chance. <laughs> Honestly, I, I don't really have anything to say. I love the show and I just want to keep on listening. Keep on listening to good music. Well, that's what I like to hear. It's a lot better than when I uh, go on the internet and read comments about how much it sucks <laughs> and how much I'm a piece of shit. So, <laughs> hey, you know, like when people are nice, those are the those are the things I like. Well, there we go. We ended up on something that Andy likes. Yeah, yeah, yeah money <laughs> um, well listen man alright it was nice to chat with you you have a lovely fucking uh, Pittsburgh day and keep on being a cool manager and fixing up people's houses that's a nice thing to do and uh, Marco you keep keep it real and keep it 80s yeah keep it 80s there you go that's right that was the old thing <laughs> nah thanks for your support Brandon over all the years and uh, it was, it's nice chatting with you actually getting to know you a little bit now too you know not just a bloody name you know that Andy reads out now we actually know you so <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely thanks for having me i not the chattiest, but it, it was fun. No, it was good. It was good. And the bottom line, of course, 
fuck, why did I do that? That was a nice, I could just, I could have cut right there. <laughs> that was a very nice way to cut. And I'm like, it's like, oh no, but I got to say something because I haven't talked enough this episode. Um, <laughs> the point is, go, you can go watch the trailer for the Mortal Kombat game and let me know what you think next time, Marco, when you, uh, when we Oh, I will. Actually, I will straight after. Yep. It sounds like I'm being overly negative. It's just because I like the traditional shit. You know what I mean? Everything you say makes sense. And I'm, cause that's, you can't just go around changing everything. It's not that I don't like it. The direction of the past few games, it's like there's aspects I really do like, but one of these days I'm going to have to come up with my tier list, my Mortal Kombat tier list, but I'm fairly certain it goes Mortal Kombat 2 is the best at number one. Yeah. I think I might even follow it with Mortal Kombat 9. Oh, damn. Like, that was a pretty awesome game, and that was a very exciting reboot. That was a good one, yeah. What I don't know is then where the rest of them fall, because there's that middle period. You remember, like, Mortal Kombat Deception and Deadly Alliance and Armageddon, and, like... I don't know how much I like those ones now, because it's been so long since I played it as well. I kind of need to refresh it, but I really liked it at the time, but... Yeah, they're very cartoony. Yeah. I don't know where I put Mortal Kombat 3 and 1, Mm -hmm. if I put them after Mortal Kombat 9. Like, there's still all the originals are in the top five. Because, whatever. This is a topic for another day. Sorry. (laughs) Anyway, something to think about. Come back next (laughs) time with your fucking tier list. (laughs) And I guess Brandon's is he played Mortal Kombat 1 one time. (laughs) Played it more than one time. What? (laughs) Did you play it more than one time? I believe so. That was many, many years ago, but I believe so. Oh, see, I was uh, (laughs) conflating that you played it many years ago that it was the only you only only played it once. You only played number one. with that story if you want. It sounds better. It was so monumental and affecting that you. You just needed to play it the one time, and then, like, from that point on, it just lived along in your brain. <laughs> All right, look, the point is this. I'm bad at ending shows. So have a lovely day. Keep on being cool. And for everybody else out there, tune in to uh, Beyond Synth Radio, where we have all these cool shows, because it's a great place to be. And if you want to be cool like Brandon, support the show on Patreon or PayPal. It's, uh, that's what that's what Brandon would say if he were here. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've been talking to a ghost this whole time. I'm going to hang up the phone now. Uh, everybody be cool. Brandon, thanks for your support. Marco, be cool. And uh, we'll talk to y'all next time on Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is. Beyond Synth Radio is produced by Andy Last. Check the show notes for more information on the musicians featured on the show. Beyond Synth is made possible by listeners like you. Consider supporting Beyond Synth at patreon.com slash beyondsynth. Thanks for listening.